This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people, the traditional custodians of the land of which we are recording today. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Today's episode is all about why is culture fundamental to building brand? To someone who's uninitiated, culture and brand, I think, can feel really disconnected. Like, sort of like the question is, why would I need to, as a business owner or a business leader, worry about nurturing my culture before I come and talk to a brand studio? Isn't that job, you might think, isn't that job up to operations? They've got that covered. Or is it up to our people and culture team? They have that covered. I'm here to simply revitalize my business in terms of its identity and I'm here to make it stand out. But Joel and I, well, you Joel, being yep. here, <laughs> we strongly disagree. Um, as a brand studio, we have some really strong opinions on this. And I mean, I'll start by saying that I think that culture and brand are completely connected. Yep. Um, because for the, sim- the simple reason I like to give business owners and business leaders is that we can do our absolute best work. We can create the most standout brand identity. But if that is then handed over to a team where they don't actually like each other um, or they're not excited by it, all of our hard work just falls flat on its face. So I see that having a healthy culture, a thriving culture is essential. And it's, I think it's a really part of the brand experience. Absolutely. And it has to be thought of through the whole process. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, we, we started planning out for this podcast and um, – yeah, I got, I got quite excited because I think, yeah, they, they definitely do go hand in hand. And to be honest, I, this might come as a surprise to people, but I would choose a, to work for a studio or an agency or, or, or any sort of business for that matter that had a strong culture that was encouraging of, you know, everybody and um, an inclusive environment than a place that had, you know, a, a kick-ass identity, you know, had a, had a dope website, had this great presence out, um, in digital space, but if they had a terrible culture, like I don't want to work there. I don't want to be a part of a culture where you know the bosses throwing folders at me or um, you I've know, seen that happen. Yeah, in the people. Workplace, ta- by the way, yeah, people not, talking yeah. about other people behind their backs. Um, yeah, I, I think it's one you know devastating for the people involved, but for a brand, it you know it can kill it dead in the water very quickly. Absolutely, and I think that relates so nicely to the next point that I wanted to make is that. Brand, like this brand in terms of your entire experience as a business, all the touch points that your customers have mm-hmm. with you and what's an emotional experience that they have with you, then it's brand identity. Like they're two different things. Yes, definitely. And what and that I would explain that brand identity is a visual interpretation and representation of what is that that brand that's going beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. But people don't like it's not what's not always obvious is that culture, I feel like it is such a significant part of brand because mm-hmm. you have all the people who are working together in a business and they create the culture, that community amongst them. And then you kind of have the leaders on top, I think, who are responsible for forming that culture. Yep. And if you don't have that right, I kind of lost myself on a bit of a tangent here, but if you don't have that right, then you're never going to be able to create an amazing and remarkable customer experience for all the, you know, the people you want to serve at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. So for an example, you know, someone jumps onto your website and goes like, you know, these guys look professional. They've got, you know, everything that ticks the box for me to pick up and, and make a phone call. And then, then I call and then, um, you know, Bruce on the other end of the phone is just like, <sighs> hello. And it's like, well, that's not the same experience that I ha- just had on the website. Like it, it, it's not, we talked about it in a pr- previous episode. It's not this true reflection of what's going on in the business. So 
to have you know that experience on the digital side um, through through the identity and then um, you know working within the the office or, or the place of business. Um, you know, they need to be on the same page. And they're just as important. If not, you know, that that's the real person interact. That's such a great example. Picking up the phone, that is yep. a way more powerful time to build a connection with a customer than it is on your website. It's so much more personal. And yet, that's a great example. If your culture is wrong in the business, that person's going to be upset on the phone. They're going to deliver a poor experience to your customer. You potentially could have lost that lead. Um, Absolutely. But you've done, up, you've done the dressing of the turd on the other yeah. end where you've, you've dressed up this... This is your analogy, actually. I shouldn't steal it. <laughs> what did you say? You put something on a... Um, oh, there's... What is it? There's, it's a Briggs quote. It's, um, yeah, you can polish a turd, but who wants a shiny shit? There you go. So we have clients that walk in the door and we sit with them and we start to have these conversations and we're quite selective with the clients that we work with. And, you know, there's certain people that we sit down with and we start talking to them about you know, their business and how things are structured and then start talking to employees. And then if we sort of start to see this misalignment of, you know, a culture where, you know, the employees aren't happy, the boss generally a lot of those times isn't happy either. Um, You know, it's a negative culture. We decide not to work with these people because, yeah, back to what we said before, you can't, you know, shine a shit. Absolutely. And and also with that, I think there's so much work that needs to happen before if they can work out that like in a leadership team can get into a place where they can help the employees who are unhappy and that will be at the benefit of their business, mm-hmm. fantastic. Then you can get yourself in a position when you are actually ready to do a brand strategy and a brand identity, a rebrand process, because the whole point of your rebrand or if you're starting a new business and perhaps you just for some reason you don't have a brand at all, is that we're looking into the future. We're looking forward mm-hmm. and we're imagining what is that ideal future state like for a business? And then we're creating the brand experience that will get them there. Yes, for sure. So there's no point if the we can't see what that future vision is because the culture's broken yeah, in definitely. engaging in that. So I would like to now talk about our advice for nurturing a healthy culture because culture can be really ambiguous and people can say culture is having after-work drinks, having a foosball table having a bar full of beers, I think that's quite superficial and mm. there are actually better ways that we can build culture and create a great culture ahead of doing a brand, brand, you know, working on your brand. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So the first um, cab off the ranks is having a really clear mission and values. There's, quote, there's a quote that I found online, and I have got this one ready actually, <laughs> unlike before, which was on the spot, uh, that positive company culture has values that every employee knows by heart. These values and this mission are accessible and branded into all of the company's internal and external communications. So I just think like, let's unpack that a little bit. Like positive company culture has shared values. So there's values that the business has and the the people who work in that business, all the employees, they know them. But yep. I think I'd level that up a bit and say that they relate and they connect to them because they've hired a good, in a good company culture, you've hired people who have the same values as you. Yep. And to, to make those hires of people who have the same value as you, you have to figure out what that is. Absolutely. Um, culture, as, as humans, I think we sort of just like start doing things. And it's like branding process is a great time for us to actually sit there and reflect on why we're doing things. Like what values do we hold dear to ourselves as people? Um, and if you don't know those, it's very hard to you know, find people that align to that. Absolutely. I'm AKA hoping. an employee. Absolutely. And I hope that if you don't have them, you don't need to go into the brand process. Like start this now. Mm-hmm. Spend some time creating values that actually represent what the business is. If there's more than one of you in that leadership role, pull out your key people and 
rewrite the values if they need to be rewritten, if they don't represent what's happening now. And I think that leads on to expectations as well. Like, So if you move into a business and, and start working there as an employee and then you're like, these are the things that this business holds dear is, is values and then that sort of expectations put back on yourself as well. Like you're prepared for those expectations. You're, just, you're agreeing that that's something that is expected of you and you're happy to abide by that. If there's no values and no expectations put on you, you don't really know what you're doing. You're sort of just spinning around in a circle going like, am I doing this right? For example, one of our values is the quality of work. Mm -hmm. It always has to be, and but it's not at the detriment of burning out. There's also other values on that protect that. But part of our our value system is creating exceptional work that's only for the very best, you know, the very best that makes people stand out. Mm -hmm. And we won't take it a job or we won't take, you know, collaborate with a client if we think, that because of the relationship or potentially even if the this industry is not right, it's not going to actually meet that value, we won't do it. And I think that sets an, that's an example of setting an expectation of the value. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we have these kind of conversations and, and sometimes, yeah, hard conversations with clients where we're like, hey, I don't think this is a bit a good fit. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's better for the client to find someone who aligns with their values. Um, and it's, you know, a, a good fit for us because we sometimes just don't want to work with these people. Yeah, but it also, in being transparent, it's also hard to make that call because I know when we had a couple of those conversations, the money was really good. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we're going to say no to actually having quite good money here. Yep. But actually, we have to go back to those values mm-hmm. and, and reflect and say it doesn't align and we'd be really unhappy if we took those jobs. If we took the money, we'd be really, really unhappy. Yep. Um, the second part of that quote says the values and the mission are accessible and branded into the company, all of the company's internal and external communications. Absolutely. Surface level, it's, you know, you're, you're sharing your values, like you put them on your website, you'll put them on the walls, but I think it needs to go deeper and communication isn't just a written communication or a verbal communication. It can be through acts and through rituals and through, mm-hmm. um, through, I guess, practices. So there's things like, you know, start, like if your values are, we celebrate our people, Make time each week to sell, actually profile and celebrate your people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's like create those missions, the mission and the values and share them repetitively as much as you can and live, live out those values. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, we, I'm assuming we have a fair few sort of founders listening to this podcast and it's, yeah, it's lead by example. Um, mm. You know, if your value is, um, you know, celebrate everybody for who they are, celebrate it like walk over to that individual's desk and be like hey what you just did was fantastic like yeah hype people up yeah put actions into place absolutely it can't be it can't be lip service 100 percent. so the next um the next way that i think we can really nurture culture in a business is community so i love this idea of community because the definition of community is it's the condition of sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common so essentially look at your organization as a community does the team feel like you have their interests in, you know, their best interests in your heart? And do they support you? And do they support one another? And do you support them? Mm-hmm. Um, because like the ways that you can do this, then you can think like, you know, the idea is community, but then there's ways that you can create community and nurture the sense of community. You can celebrate special events like birthdays as well, make everybody feel really special. You can create social events that aren't all about drinking. I think mm-hmm. there's something as well of being inclusive and not um, – Looking at who your employee and organization is made up of, do you have a lot of family, um, people who have young families? They yep. can't make an after-work drink. So can you do something else instead? Do you have people who just don't drink? Um, the other thing is you can create communities that with 
other communities. So you can be volunteering. Like, can you be giving your employees time to feel like they're connected to a greater community that's outside of the organization? Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, and this is where I was thinking that culture, when you say culture, culture is not having a photo of, you know, your beer fridge fully stocked. It's not the ping pong table. It's not like all the fun activities. Well, it is, it is actually the fun activities. I think it's the things that happen around those items, you mm-hmm. know, that you can put into the office that create moments within your community of connection, yep. um, moments of enjoyment, moments of fun. That's that's the culture. It's not the shiny object over there. Mm-hmm. When when I hear community, I think of, you know, everyone being equal, like in, in a way. Obviously, you know, there's a hierarchy of, um, you know, the boss and management and, and, and employees, but a lot of leadership groups sort of go like, hey, like we're doing all this work for us to be, you know, showcased and, and the leadership party to be the the priority where it's like, no, we're a community. We're all in this together. Um, and we see a lot of founders, you know, going like, we're going to build a business so I can become, you know, some sort of superstar. And it's like, that's just not how a community or a culture or a brand should operate. It's no. it's everybody working together for for one it's collective yeah it's one, a collective, one goal not just one person yeah Absolutely. definitely so yeah the only other thing i'd add to that is like feeling equal i think it's that they also are all valued like you yes. have different ways of contributing to that community mm-hmm. but like just calling out the intern their value they have a value to the business yeah, for sure like seeing every and and i think acknowledging and having some gratitude around what people are doing will show you what that value is. It's just taking that time to sort of, it's probably stopping with the busyness of your day and going, okay, well, what is that value that each person brings to the table? Express to them, thank you for being part of this community. Thank Mm -hmm. you for building this business with us. Um, You've now acknowledged the value that they provide and they're seeing, they're feeling heard and seen. Mm -hmm. Oh, and even just a, you know, a phone call on a Friday afternoon of, hey, I know this you know, it takes tw- takes 20 seconds. Hey, I know this week's been crazy. Um, just want to thank you for everything you've been doing this week, um, you know, knocking it out of the park. Here's a couple of things maybe we could work on next week, um, but, you know, How simple. this has been great. How have a great weekend. It doesn't weekend. have to be this grandiose thing all the time, just yeah. a phone call to say thank you. And that, you know, that makes most people's day. Yeah. And then they're happy going, hey, like, okay, like Monday, I can, I can get into work and let's do it again. Yeah. It's been a rough week, but, you know, I'm I'm valued here. I'm needed. I've I'm, seen the struggle. The struggle that I went through this week was seen. Yeah, and it was and it was worth it because yep. it was you know moving us towards the goal that we've all all agreed upon because we have a shared you know belief of values. Yeah, absolutely. No, that that I think there's a sign of a really remarkable leader. Yeah, mm-hmm. to do that, really simple. And there's probably hundreds of other ways you can do like that. So changing tracks a little bit. The next idea that I have is display and celebrate. So this is all about taking your mission and your values um, and then bringing them into the, the physical space and displaying them and mm-hmm. celebrating those and doing it in a fun way. So something that you've been experimenting with a lot is murals. Yep. And I think that's so amazing because we talked about it in another episode. It's bringing that to life and it's just – it's it creates an emotion when you see it up on the wall like, you know, six foot high. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. that is really inspiring. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's taking it from a document that's, you know, filed somewhere probably terribly in a filing cabinet or or on a drive and yeah, taking it out, putting it on the wall and yeah, you acknowledge it every day. Um, And when you walk past it, just like take a minute and just be like, hey, this is, this is why we're here. Pray to it? You can do that (laughs) if if that's what you want to do. Um, But yeah, it's bringing it to life. Um, And, you know, yeah, like I said, not just having it. In a folder, 
it's it's out in the open for everyone to see and 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 celebrate it not not be scared of it yeah um yeah it, it's really powerful when you know you can use that as your your north star totally and i think as well it kind of leans into a little bit having fun with some of those other branded touch points in your space so do why do uniforms have to be so corporate mm-hmm. can you recreate the uniform so there's a sense of pride in wearing that uh we were at a design conference last year now and they were talking about how they created beanies for everybody and in the next Zoom call, everyone had their beanie on. They were so stoked. It's yep. like, that's just a, like, think of a new way to innovate some existing, you know, branded spe- thing, products you have and get people to stand behind that brand because they feel, they feel invested. They feel proud. Yeah. And if you start having, you know, fun with things like that, people start to have fun. Yeah. Um, productivity goes up. Morale goes up. Everyone's happy. So the next point that I'd like to discuss when in terms, in terms of when it comes to how can you nurture a healthy culture inside your organization is empowerment, flexibility, and trust. So it seems very long, and it is. I was going to originally say that give employees flexibility, but I think it's too simple to put it that way. For flexibility to work in your organization, you need to have your employees feel empowered to make decisions and make their own decisions Mm -hmm. about when they get the job done and how they get the job done. But you also need to trust them to make those decisions. So I don't think it can be just like give flexibility as a standalone sort of option, you need to have the right people there. You need to have shared mission. You need to have shared values. You need to have those that dialogue open all the time. And then you can create that environment that gives flexibility. And it's like, it's no surprise that like, obviously the last couple of years has seen the whole of the world kind of transition out of offices for the, the most part. Or let's not make a massive generalization like that. We have seen people who work in offices have had to work from home. Mm -hmm. So the office office dynamic is changing. We're starting to come back in. Um, And I think that that's given people a greater appreciation of having a little bit more control of their own time, plus they're able to still get the job done. Um, Of course, I'm not like a huge advocate for only working from home. I really love collaborating Mm -hmm. and meeting up in person, but I think there are times that I would like to personally choose, like when I, you know, decide to work collaboratively. But there's other times that I like to work alone and I work better that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like, you know, that's me as a business owner where I get to make those decisions. But if more organizations can build that um, empowerment and that trust and that flexibility, and that's only going to make your team happier and they're going to, happier people are going to do a better job. Yeah, for sure. And if, you know, you're an employee who's working from home and you have the opportunity of, you know, dropping your kids off at school or, you know, going for a lunchtime surf, but then you work back later that night to catch up on the work that you missed, um, I think, you know, that just encourages a, a positive culture and then, you know, in turn from there, a, a more successful brand. Well, recipro- reciprocal as well because the employee mm-hmm. feels like, cool, you've done that for me. Like I can now go and do something for you. Like, and, and it doesn't feel like it's a grind to like you being the organization. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we're expecting these people to work, you know, nine to five, five days a week and with no flexibility in there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just see that that's just how you get people burnt out and people turning up to the office because they're just physically exhausted because yeah, they've just been like kind of give, 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 give. I, I leave at five, go cook the kids dinner, put them down. That's my day done. And then back to it. And it's just like, we're, we're living to work and- yes. Not the you other know, way around. Especially within the creative industry of where we're supposed to be, you know, coming up with phenomenal ideas and, and Fresh be thinking. Yeah, and be inspired. And it's like, man, if I'm just if I feel like I'm grinding every single day, it gives me no space to reflect on anything. And and myself personally, that's where I see, you know, my great ideas come from when I have time to reflect. Yep. If I don't build that into my into my week, you know, it's not gonna happen. So 
you know, in turn, when we're trying to get the best out of employees, it's like it's giving them that space as well. Yeah. And I would like to really see us at the Good Studio work towards full time is four days per week. Mm-hmm. I only work, I've got a young family and I only work part time. And that for me works. Like I feel really bloody busy. I wouldn't want to do more. Yep. But even like at the full time level, I would love to see to get that like work and life balance, the ratio back in. Mm-hmm. That I don't see that it has to be a five-day week. Like that's an archaic thought that comes from the industrialization period in mm-hmm. era. We don't need to use those same rules. So it's, you know, having flexibility isn't necessarily just about giving your employees flexibility. Potentially as employers or business leaders and owners, why don't we think with a bit of flexibility about how else we can structure the organization? Yeah, and I, and just being, just listening, listening to your employees, like tying back to to the start of this podcast it's like just listen to your employees see what their needs are we had this t- talk earlier in the week where you know if we were both you know in our early 20s the structure of the business would look i believe quite different and our, and our working hours would look quite different like i honestly imagine that we would be sitting in the studio till just 2 a.m because we're able to and we're so driven maybe you maybe I, i'm not a nighttime person but i but, but I'd be there early, a lot earlier. But yeah, like as as I've got older, my priorities have changed. Um, and you know, I'm a founder, so I'm able to just you know make that call. But you know, not allowing your employees to do that as well. Um, yeah, I think is yeah, and and it's very short sighted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my final point with you know how to nurture culture is purposeful action. So I found this amazing quote that it says, "Culture is not about coming up with a story." It's about showing the stories that you already do. So culture comes from action. Like all of this is, you have to put all of this in place and let it actually settle and and find its groove and find its flow with your people and then share the wins. Don't do it the other way around. Don't try again and polish whatever that quote was. (laughs) Don't try and polish the onion. Make sure that you're putting, doing actionable like actions. Mm -hmm. Make it real. Make, have conversations, have real interactions, have like real celebrations really display your brand, do your mission, do your values. And then on reflection, you can say, this is our culture. Um, otherwise, it just, the other way around, it doesn't work. No, not at all. And I think, well, I try and enter sort of every morning meeting with you of like, how was your evening? How are you? Focusing on your well-being, my well-being before we discuss any sort of work. Because yeah. if we're just like, you know, work, 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 yeah, the work's going to suffer. So, you know, take that time to focus on, the well-being of yourself and the people being in the team. Being a human. Yeah, being <laughs> just, a human. Just being normal, being like, yeah, yeah. A, and, a friendly you know, person. Yeah, yeah, take five minutes out of your day, two minutes out of your day at the start so the rest of the day flows a little bit better. And if someone does have a problem, you can address it then and there and figure out how you can you know, ultimately solve that problem for that person if, if possible. Yep, absolutely. So when we started talking about a, a potential partnership um, of, of you joining me at the Good Studio. Yeah, one of those early things we talked about is like, what sort of culture do we do we want? And um, that was two things that we were both very passionate about. And we landed on this this idea of good in for good out. Um, and it really just kind of echoes everything that we, we just talked about throughout the, the rest of this podcast of, you know, you've got to put good in to get good out. And, you know, whether that's eating healthy, exercising, taking time to, to meditate, if that's what you, you need to do, Spending time with your friends and family. Doing a creative workshop. Absolutely. To be able to come into the studio and, you know, when you're there, you're in the best possible state of mind you can be to be able to create the best work that you can, which as we talked about earlier at the start of the episode is one of our 
one of our values. So we can't always expect everyone to come in and be in the best state of mind. I know sometimes I walk in and I'm just like, man, I had no sleep. I feel like shit. I'm, I'm going to give it 110% and I'm going to try and not let it sort of ooze out of me. But, you know, doing all those things and the sort of expectations we have on each other of, yeah, you need to eat right. You need to look after yourself. You need to do all these things, right? So you can do the best that you can do. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. Not everyone can have be in the most positive mood all the time. It's no, not, not about being like, push those bad emotions away. Yeah. It's about taking care of yourself so that when those t- tough times do hit, because life happens, mm-hmm. you're in a pretty, you're in a, you're in the best space that you can be to handle weather that storm. Bad times are going to happen, but you know, if you've, you know, other people around you have got your back, you've been looking after yourself, then mm-hmm. the storm's probably not going to create as much damage as what it could be if you didn't didn't have those resources. Absolutely, and you know, we we both go to the gym most days at at four o'clock, and yeah, that's part of. You know, something that the good studio pays for um, because we believe, you know, like going in, working out for for an hour, yeah, you're going to be a better person at the end of it. And it's, you know, really positive for the the work, the studio, the culture, the conversations. um, And yeah, just that, that whole picture. Yeah. And it's not just about saying, oh, we have a gym membership Mm -hmm. included. It's more about the practice. It's about investing in yourself, putting the good in and making that time and the rewards you get out of it. The gym membership is part of it. That's the, that's the tangible thing that's easy to talk about, but the more important thing is about the good that that is creating inside the individual. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, um, yeah focusing on self-development mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and just you know, educating ourselves more so we're better people. And then, you know, in turn, better, better founders, better business owners, better designers, better strategists. Um, yeah, but better people. Yeah, and I th- the other one that I think is quite unique to the Good Studio and what reflects good in, good out is like we both have young families. Mm-hmm. And that it, like when you talked about if this, we had this business in our early 20s when we didn't have those commitments, we would work a lot earlier, a lot later, a lot more mm-hmm. because we had a love for it, not because the business demanded it. But I think what works well in our culture for where we are at as founders, we can put down sort of some of the ground rules are that it's family first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kids are sick, um, something's on at daycare that you want to actually go to or, you know, you want to take your kids somewhere. It's We can do that. It's not... Yep. There's space to do that because we trust, we feel empowered to make our, choose our own flexibility. And I hope that we can transcend that down to other people who come to work with us as well. And, you know, starting starting there and then rolling that out through the culture, the values, the the, the brand touch points, you know, all, all those things. But yeah, it, it really all starts with those early conversations of what sort of culture do we want within the business? Being very intentional. Absolutely. Yep. So just to wrap it up, that's kind of what we've got to talk about our mm-hmm. culture. To bring it back, like... I hope that this episode has made it really clear that building a culture is fundamental to building a brand, creating a brand identity for that brand, and then creating any other customer touch points like your website, your marketing. It has to be involved. It can't just be as an afterthought. You can't go and great, create this amazing facade, which is exactly what it is if you don't address culture. You need to build your culture from day one when you're mm-hmm. building your business plan. Um, put that in there, bring your culture along to if you're working with somebody who is helping you articulate your brand and the strategy and where it wants to go and where you want to take your brand, bring those culture thoughts along to that because that's formative. Mm-hmm. Bring and feed that culture into your brand identity system and then echo that out through like all of your all of your communications on your website, all of your communications and the rest of the, the customer journey and the customer experience. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we'd love to hear any feedback. So you know, jump on Instagram and, and shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thegoodstudio.com.au. Otherwise, we will catch you on the next episode and um, yeah, keep it not boring.